these core wounds always find a way to come back. If we don't get direct access to them, and we, we only sense them through complaints, and we don't actually follow the complaints to the source, then they will keep coming back as different complaints in different seasons of your life. But once we find your unique subconscious core wounds, now we have a chance to actually cure, not just slap on another Band-Aid, not just give you another Advil. Welcome to Your Brain on Trauma, where we share science-based tools to heal from childhood traumas so you can let go of patterns that might be holding you back, have better relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita Sun. I'm a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, a trauma recovery coach, and a survivor myself. I'm super honored to have you here. I've got so much to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my dear listeners. How are you guys doing? I hope you're having a great day so far. I have had a pretty routine day, meaning it's been pretty relaxed, lots of learning, which is really my idea of a perfect day is when I can read a lot. And I have been reading a lot today and that it just, it always feels really good um, to expand in that way. And yeah, so in California here, <laughs> we are starting to have a little bit of uh, chilliness in the air and having to wear some winter, light winter jackets, which itself is a huge improvement compared to when I was on the East Coast, which I'm going back to the East Coast next year. So I'm enjoying this um, sort of very slow start to the fall and winter here. So today I wanted to talk to you about complaints, okay? Why? Because I think complaints are the best way for you to start mapping out your inner world. And I'll tell you how to do it in a minute, okay? But people often ask, you know, where should I start? There's just so much that has happened in my past and is happening in my relationships now where do I even begin? And I usually say, let's start with what's on your mind right now and what you're most frustrated by right now, what you're most complaining to other people or in your journal about right now. But it's not for the reason that you might think, right? When you go to traditional talk therapy, they also let you complain. But that is a kind of a passive venting right? You're just complaining about other people or about your past or about work or, you know, politics or something. And your therapist is uh, sort of being your cheerleader, being there for you, supporting you emotionally, uh, validating your experience. And there's absolutely, that's a wonderful experience. However, it doesn't change how you show up in your life. It doesn't increase your resilience. It doesn't build on your body's capacity to be able to process and move through daily stress. All it does is feel warm and fuzzy in the moment. Okay. This is why we end up having to go back and go back and go back because every week there's some more stress and more things to complain about and you go and it feels warm and fuzzy in the moment and then you come back and you have no better 
our wider capacity to process life events in a different way. So although I also begin with complaints, the way we use complaints is very, very different than the venting and the validation of traditional talk therapy. Okay, so let's start with what are complaints, right? If you look at the Oxford Dictionary, it says a complaint is the expression of dissatisfaction. And I think that is a very beautiful and succinct definition because the way I think about complaints is that there is a little puddle of a core wound or wounds inside all of us. Many of us are not aware of these core wounds because they're subconscious. They're what we call implicit memories, meaning we don't have language for them, right? It's stored in the body. It's stored in fragments of images. And because of that, whatever we do to heal, it doesn't actually touch on these core wounds because they're subconscious. So we don't talk about them because we don't remember them. Okay, because many of them happened before we had good capacity for language development and language memory, what's called declarative memory, comes a little bit later in life. So in the first few years of your life, the first six, eight years of your life, you often only remember things as body sensations or little images. Okay, so they get stored as all of these fragments into a series of core wounds. And these wounds are subconscious. Now, because that wound is a pool, little pool of hurt or disappointment or a sense that the world is not safe or a sense of um, feeling that things are off, that you are not okay, right? That is another sort of dissatisfaction. And to me, just like the Oxford Dictionary says, Complaints are the expression of this deeper core wounds that are subconscious. They're like little tributaries that come out from this lake of core wound that you have inside that you don't even know about. The complaints are little tributaries that come to the surface. They're bringing little bits of that deep core wound to the surface. And the way they do that is to take the energy of that pain and combine it with something annoying that's happening in your life right now. So to me, complaints are not, it's not about actually figuring out how to solve whether your spouse puts his dishes away properly or not, or whether your son is talking back to you, or whether your boss is you know, all of these things that we all face, right? Life has many, many stressful interactions. However, for me, those complaints are only hints. They are little pathways, clues, doorways into, if I follow that trail in a particular way, I can have it lead us back to the subconscious core wound that actually needs to be healed. And without healing those wounds, you're not going to have permanent healing. You're going to have two steps forward and one step back, right? So it's important to think about complaints like a fever, 
right? I'm a physician. And so I think about things in the language that I know how, which is through medicine, right? When a patient comes to us with a fever, the fever itself is not the problem. Yes, the fever is making them uncomfortable. We're going to give them medication to reduce the fever. But that's not actually what we are interested in if we want permanent healing. If we want the patient to feel just better right now here, I can give them some, you know, Advil or Tylenol or something even stronger, which we call antipyretics, and I can get rid of the fever for a couple of hours. The patient feels great. However, if I want permanent healing, if I want to really get to the root cause so that they don't ever have that fever anymore, then I need to find out where the fever is coming from. It could be a thousand different reasons. The primary source might be a sinus infection. And it, on the other end of the spectrum, it could be cancer. Okay, Some forms of leukemia, blood cancer, will show up as fever. And sometimes, most of the time, it is variations of common cold or something else, right? My point, though, is the fever itself is not what we're treating. The same thing, the complaint is not, it is just a hint. It is an indication of we need to follow this. And like breadcrumbs, it'll lead us to the actual subconscious wound. And until we heal that, we're going to have repetitive back and forth, back and forth, push and pull sort of experience with our problems, quote unquote. We'll have repetitive problems. Maybe the people change in our lives, but it's same face, same shit, or new face, same shit, right? It's variations of the same theme that we will still be struggling with because the complaints are not the thing. They are just a hint. So the complaints might change depending on your life situation, but it will always, if you know how to follow it correctly, it'll lead to that inner wound that is so desperate to want to be healed. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you're a school teacher and you feel often find yourself complaining about the busyness and the chaos of work, right? You're managing like 20 kids who are five years old and all over the place. And so you are busy at work. And then you come home and you have three kids of your own and you've got to make dinner and the kids are yelling and fighting and chaos again. So you tell yourself, I have so much chaos and I'm giving and giving and giving to everybody else all the time. The only thing that I can do then is for myself, the only thing I have time for is to have some dessert. And that's my only positive sort of self-care thing that I have time for. So I can't help it. I end up eating dessert at night. It's just my way of coping with everything that I'm dealing with because I'm a giver, right? And it might be that you use that to explain um, your health habits. It might be you use it to explain why you're not in touch with friends, right? That have been important to you in the past. It may be that you're using it to explain why you're not taking care of your, your career, right? Maybe you want to go ahead in your career and you keep postponing it because, wow, all this chaos and all the giving, giving that I'm doing, I, don't, I just don't have time. There's nobody to support me, right? So this stress and busyness and chaos 
are the complaints that you have. And if we just stay there, we'll constantly be trying to, you know, talk about, well, why don't you wake up 15 minutes earlier and work out? Well, why don't you put it on the calendar? Why don't you blah, blah, blah. And I bet you've tried a thousand of those things. They're all useful tools, but they're not the right fit when you actually haven't figured out the underlying subconscious pattern and wound that is having you produce these complaints in the first place. Okay? So fixing the complaints is not wrong, just like giving medication to reduce a fever is not wrong. But if that's all we do, I will just be sending you out into the world and in a matter of hours or days, you will have the fever again. Okay, so in this example, we may, using my method of following the complaints to the subconscious wound, we may find that this overwhelmed teacher, right, she sees everything as chaos and being too busy and that she has to give up herself is actually a part of her that's trying to protect her from sensing a deeper loneliness. There might be a deeper sense of loneliness and a fear of not being wanted by other people, of not feeling important enough, of not mattering And that deeper loneliness is so scary to her for some reason, which we also discover together. And because she can't even face that loneliness, she covers it up subconsciously. This is not something that we do consciously, but we cover it up so that we can protect the loneliness with all this busyness, busy, busy, busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Everybody needs something from me, right? These core wounds always find a way to come back. If we don't get direct access to them and we, we only sense them through complaints and we don't actually follow the complaints to the source, then they will keep coming back as different complaints in different seasons of your life. But once we find your unique subconscious core wounds, now we have a chance to actually cure, not just slap on another Band-Aid, not just give you another Advil. Okay. But you need a combination of the work that lets you follow the complaints of the deeper source and release the energy and the images and the fear that is stored up there, as well as we need to work with your body because your body is storing a lot of that energy, what's called implicit memories from way back when. And we need to do a combo of both following the tributaries to the source and getting all that energy out, as well as body work and embodiment work so we can fully heal all the subconscious places where your trauma is being stored right now. This is what I do. This is my passion. This is my life's work. And this is something we're going to be doing in the clearing event We're having an in-person three-day event in Arizona in February of 2023. If you want to learn how to do this with me in person, where I facilitate and help you through the entire process, 
then come and check it out. The link for the clearing is in the show notes. You can learn all about it and you can decide. But even if you don't come to the clearing, just think about what I shared with you today and think about how, what beautiful gift and gold your complaints are and they're just wasting them by venting and seeking validation from other people while it's nice in the moment it actually has so much more potential. It is here for so much more healing that it wants to give you than just hearing someone say, yeah, I know that's terrible of him or her to do and to feel validated. That's lovely, but I want more for you. There is more available for you, okay? But for that, you need to acknowledge, find, and unburden yourself of these trauma imprints that are held deep in your psyche and in your body. That's the path. All right, my friends, I hope this was helpful. Let me know in the comments. If you found this helpful, please, I beg you, give us a review. That's the only ask I have because when you give reviews, other people find the podcast and somebody might, because of you, find the podcast and may get some relief in their own lives which means that the rest of their future generations are changed because of you. So please, if you found this helpful, give us a review and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, my friend. If you found this episode helpful, come join us in our free Facebook group called Your Brain on Trauma. The link is in the show notes and there is a whole community there of women just like you who are on this sacred healing journey. We cannot heal in isolation. We need community. And that's what we have in our free Facebook group. I'll see you there.